Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténgase alejado de las puertas. Welcome to episode 78 of The Homeowner's Show. Whether you're DIY or looking for a Disney travel agent, we're here to help you and your family plan your next Disney vacation. My name is Kevin Hackett, and here with me is Donald Duck. He, he left the building. Oh. Okay, Craig is here. And I'm not doing voices. <laughs> Especially not that one. Y'all leave me out of this. Everybody, we are so glad that you could join us. Uh, as you can tell, we're doing a special Disney episode. We are so glad that you could join us and be with us today for the extravaganza. The extravaganza. Here That's we right. go. It's, it's time. It's a rolling. Yeah, this is uh, this is episode we're we're really excited about. But uh, before then, I mean, I got to find out how things are going because I know. That you had a project recently that you've been needing to do since you bought this place. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I just got done putting some uh, some gutters up on the backside of my barn. Okay, and we've been having a real like this is the wet season in Texas, and so it's basically been a mud hole back there since the horses have been there for like a year and a half. Right. And about the only thing I could we you know we rented an excavator and moved the dirt, and it just got muddy again. So I finally put the gutters in. Okay. Um, and these were a little bit different. They're not like the really expensive metal ones. They're they're actually plastic. And like okay. I would tell me tell me tell me a little bit about that because I, when, when I think of gutter, I don't think of plastic. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, and th- this is actually something my father in law showed me and, and helped me put together. Um, they're they're basically like I don't even know how to, they're, they're interlocking pieces that you can cut hmm. and they're grooved. And they, they go up different than other gutters, but like it was so easy. Okay. And it's a barn. I don't care what they look like. Sure. So I mean, like it, it just it's, made, on the, it's on the the back of your barn at that right. right? The, the only people who are going to see it are me and the horses. I don't so, think the horses are going to care. They they, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> so and it you know it's you can hook it up to the irrigation line like you do everything else. So I mean it was, it was a I mean like I was I was a little intimidated because I didn't know how all the pieces went together at first. Sure. It was a little bit of a learning curve, but like. When I say a little bit of a learning curve, like I had it figured out in like five minutes, mm. but like I was still, it took me a minute to look at it and go like, what is this? And why is this shaped like this? And, right. you know, but then once you figure out like, oh, that grooves into this and holds that in place. And, and so, man, they work fan. I, I may have to go up and, um, cause they have like these joints on them where you, you know, bring two pieces together. Okay. And some of those are leaking. Mm. So I'm, I'm probably gonna have to seal some of those up. Um, which is no big deal. Is that like a like a caulking situation? You caulk I, them? I think so. I'm going to do a little bit of research and find out before yeah. I start sticking glue up there. Well, I mean, and, and something to think about is caulk doesn't stick to absolutely everything. Right. Right. And yeah. certain, certain caulks are going to stick to plastic better than metal or vice versa. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to do a little, and there's, you know, hundreds of different types of caulk. So. Right. Um, Too many. There's even like masonry caulk. I mean, yeah. like it's, it's crazy. Yes. So we're going to, we're going to do a little bit of research, get it figured out. But I mean, like it's way better already than it was. Really? Uh, Cause we had a pretty good, good size rain yesterday and today. Yeah. Um, and didn't get nearly as much water dumped there as we usually do. Yeah. I, I remember uh, just the other day you were telling me you were back there and sank almost to your knee. Yeah. Yeah, no, I did. I, well, I had muck boots on all the way up to my knee, and I about lost the boot. So, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, the horses just—I mean, like you know, they—they're, you know, they weigh like fifteen hundred pounds. Yeah, they're not like stomping dirt and water. It's gonna get deep. Yeah, so, and they don't care. Yeah. So anyway, man, I'm 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 really excited about about this episode. We haven't we haven't talked Disney 
since we had Bruce and Connie on from Unlocking the Magic. Yeah, and that, man, that was a fun episode. That was a really fun episode. Yeah. So, and uh, th- this is this is going to be completely different in, in some ways because we're going to be talking specific, you know, to a, a Disney travel specialist. Right. My good friend Marianne. She came in the studio to in, instruct us on all things Disney. Yes. And uh, so we're gonna we're gonna have a good time with this one. Sure. So I'm looking forward to it. How you doing, Marianne? I'm excited. Yay. <laughs> that's good so in disney day no, yeah no, no, well i mean people who listen to the show on a regular basis know that kevin and i are huge disney fans yeah. so this is i mean this is just fun for us to get to even Exciting. talk about and both of us have have trips coming up yeah so we're we're gonna be we're, we're gonna be looking for some for some tips october and june right yeah yeah, yeah. Exciting. So yeah. I get I get food and wine. I don't know what Kevin gets. Whatever it is, it's not summer. as cool. Summer in Florida. That's what Kevin gets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that being said, like summer's the downtime now. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, yeah. there you, you, really there's no downtime at Disney anymore. Right. But that being said, I mean, it's it's crazy how how many specials they run in the summertime now because yeah. the fall and the spring are. Are more more full than they used to be. So well, fall is really full when you think about that. You've got Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. You've got um, food and wine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you're coming up on Christmas, and because they turn the park so quickly, you know, at the first of November, you're all of a sudden Christmas, and then you've got Christmas party, and you know, it's it's really incredible. You know what the fall the 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 crowd levels in the fall are insane. Yes, they are. So. Well, before we get too far into all of that, because we can, man, this, we're ready to dive in. <laughs> this is going to be a rabbit. Have, yeah. This is going to be a rabbit trail <laughs> episode. And we kind of did a little bit of a show before the show, so right. yeah, but we've, we've already covered everything, y'all. <laughs> yeah, we've been talking about this for a while, but I, I'm curious. Yeah. Um, uh, Craig knows you a little bit better than I do, uh, but. Tell our listeners about you, how you got into this business, and just um, let's talk about you for a minute. Oh, gosh. Um, So I own Memory Making Vacations, and I think that the whole premise of it for me is that we all have these memories that that we create, that things that we remember. And, you know, I was kind of joking about it, whether it's your first kiss or your last regret, they could be the same thing. You know, it doesn't matter. But, But we all have these things in our lives that we remember. And for me, a lot of those as a child and even as an adult, and especially in my marriage, a lot of those center around vacations, time that I intentionally set aside for nothing but to spend that time with those people that I care about doing something that we all could enjoy together. And, you know, a lot of people think that, you know, it's about your budget or it's about, you know, you can't, you have to have so much money to go. But really, in reality, you can go on a decent vacation for very little. Mm-hmm. You know, it just kind of, you kind of have to find someone that can help you put that together. And that's kind of my heart is helping people get to the end of their life without those regrets, that there were um, opportunities that, to make memories with people that came and went in their lives that they missed. I don't want anyone to have that. And so that's that's part of what I do, and that's why I do it. Yeah, that, that that's awesome. One of the reasons, that's exactly one of the reasons that we wanted to do this series uh, that we're doing right now calling Getting Out of the House, because we, we want to encourage our, our listeners to to go and, and to, to experience life and 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 to be with your family, right. and so uh, what you're saying really plays right into that. Well, I mean, you know, none of us are promised even the next second, right? 
And sometimes we we get so caught up in our planning what we're going to do next as far as our businesses are, you know, with our future, where we're going to go, that we really forget that some of those times um, we forget to make those memories and those moments where we are Mm -hmm. and we forget just how important that really is. And so part of what going on a trip or a vacation is about is taking that time to just stop and live in that moment. And I think that that's really something that um, that we need right now. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, and I, I gotta, I gotta compliment you on, on these, these mouse ears. If you guys aren't watching on video right now, Marianne has like probably one of the coolest set of Mickey Mouse ears that I've ever seen. They are some, Absolutely. some hound's tooth, some mouse ears. Roll Todd, can I say that? You can, you can. I mean, it, it may cause some people to switch like, off. Well, sorry, <laughs> including me. Sorry. Okay. Is, is, is that a Bear not, Bryant sorry, reference? Is that sorry. what's? Doesn't matter. Is that, is that what's yeah. going on? Yeah. Okay. See, so, Kevin, I got a sports reference. Yeah. Oh, and, and, Look at you. And you actually did it on purpose. I know. Yeah, it wasn't like on accident, and I didn't like fall into it or anything. I just I was there. Impressive. Yeah. Okay. So it's because he was better at a And M. You know, hey, everybody has their opinion. Yeah. We're not going to say what they're like. We're well, just because everybody right. has one. That's right. That's right. Yeah. But so I would imagine that there is a memory attached to those ears. Probably, I, 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 but probably not when I'm going to share. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So when we started going to Disney, we started like 20 years ago. Uh And one of the first trips that we ever made was just my husband and myself. Yeah. We didn't take our kids with us, um, which some people think is weird. No, it's amazing. Right? Yeah. But no, but some people really do think that's kind of weird. But we've probably made as many trips (laughs) without our kids as we've made with them. Sure. And so I do have collections of things that have come as a result Mm -hmm. of just time you know, that we've had together. Mm. They, they actually, have you seen the new, um, aerial inspired ears Mm -hmm. that have come out that like they're, these are designer Mm -hmm. ears. I have not looked at the price because I really don't want to know. I don't want to know. Yeah. Well, they come out with new ears all the time. Sure. And, um, they, at one point they had the ones that, you know, would light up with the fireworks Mm -hmm. shows and things like that. And so those were kind of cool. Yeah. If you got batteries and that, <laughs> that's true. So, so tell us. Uh, so you uh, you own this company. I do. And how long have you been doing this? Um, I have been doing it quite a while. Um, you know, I've been booking travel for many, many years. Um, and you know, I, I want to take this opportunity. Craig and I were kind of talking. You were listening at the beginning. To kind of explain what a travel agent does and mm-hmm. why 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 that doesn't really matter, right? I know people that have been in the industry for thirty years. Some very good friends of mine are actually have been doing it a very very long time, um, and then I know people that have been in the industry for six months. We all have to go through a certain level of training. So you can't just go online and say, hey, I'm a travel agent. Click, Mm -hmm. let me book a trip for someone and I'm going to make commission. That's just not the way it works. So every individual vendor, whether it's a cruise line, Disney, or it's a... um, all-inclusive or whatever, every one of them has a training program that you kind of have to go to to be certified with them. Mm. You also have to have either a CLIA number, which is Cruise Line International Association, or an IATA number, to which basically says, I've done the training and I am qualified now to book into this particular vendor. So we all have it. So again, 
three months, 30 years, what it really boils down to when you're choosing a travel advisor is relationship. You really want to pick someone that hears your heart Mm -hmm. because anybody can press click. You know, you've got hotels.com, you've got cheap air, you've got all of these places out there. And what a travel agent does for you that's different is they they're your one stop. They're your go-to. You get into a situation and you've booked through a online company, you're going to sit on hold forever trying to get someone to help you out if you have a situation. Whereas if you have a travel advisor, then it is one call. To me, it's a text. You know, I'll get texts all the time. Hey, can you check this? Or can you check that? Or Mm -hmm. can you help me out with this? And so I think that's just one of the biggest benefits of having that. And and it's so important because we all work hard for our money, right? I mean, yeah. nobody's just going to want to throw their money away. But with a travel advisor, most of us understand that that is hard-earned money that you are spending on a memory or something that you're going to take with you. Um, and so we value that and we value your trust in us to help you accomplish what you're looking for. And sometimes it's just more than a click. You know, sometimes you really just need someone to put that together to to kind of listen to what your vision is for your vacation. So I think really at the end of the day, it doesn't matter whether you're seasoned or new. It, the relationship is what matters the most. Just find someone you connect with. Now, clearly, I hope everyone listening picks me, but <laughs> why would they not? Right. right? Somebody yeah. asked me why, you know, why do you do this? And I'm like, well, you know, why should we pick you as our travel advisor? And I said, well, why not? <laughs> you know? Well, because, you know, because I'm a good person. I don't know. But, no, but at the end of the day, it really is just about finding that person that you click with yeah. that shares your vision what you want so so are you are you are, are you then in turn a little choosy about who you end up working with um i mean i, I can imagine there's sometimes people that come along the way that you're like there's probably a better travel agent for you you know you know that's really interesting there are times and it's not really that so much is that my heart will always be to find the person the best deal mm-hmm as many times as I wish that could be me, sometimes it's not. Hmm. And for me, the important thing is that they have a good experience. Right. That's more important than a paycheck to me. Mm-hmm. So if one of the things that I do is if I have a price, I will go and look at my competitors. I will go and look at other vendors out there just to see if my price is best. of the time I am better or I can match them and I can throw in little, you know, things for them. Sometimes I'm just not. And in that odd instance where I can't do it, then my first message to those people is always, Hey, I found it here. Mm. Book with them. I had that situation earlier today with a mutual friend of ours that she was looking for um, a trip to, to go to Vegas. And it turned out that, the hotel, well, I had 17% off the rack rate was the rate I could give her. Right. It was still couldn't beat what she could get because she's been a past guest there. And if mm. they booked her at that hotel under her room, you know, what she's done yeah. before her under her frequent um, visitor number, then she got a much better rate. Mm. So why wouldn't you? Yeah. My first text to her was take it, take it now. If that's what they're promising you. 
I can't beat that. Please just call them now yeah. because that's that's so important to me. Yeah, and and one of the things that I that I love about that is that, I mean, for for someone who's booking travel or really booking anything, but booking travel, mm-hmm. uh, you're putting a lot of money in this. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you've saved for months, p- perhaps even years, um, for this you know for this trip. Maybe it's a once in a lifetime trip. It's hard to know, mm-hmm. uh, but they're putting a lot of trust in you, mm-hmm. and so if if you're gonna take their money, so to speak. And I realize Disney's the one that's actually taking the money, but right. if you're helping them spend their money, right. um, then, then I would want to know as a client mm-hmm. that you've got my best interest in mind. And, you know, I, I think that the reality of it is there are people out there that probably don't. Um, that being said, um, I, I love what you said about relationship because at the end of the day, um, if, if, if I have a great experience, mm-hmm then I'm going to come back to you mm-hmm. and say, listen, you really made this happen, <laughs> you know? Right, right. And that's what I hope. I really hope that that I can establish that relationship, you know, with my clients and that my clients become my friends and that, you know, we build this sense of community together. Because to me, it's not just about, you know, booking that next vacation. To me, it's about building a relationship with that person that when their kids have birthdays or if they're celebrating an anniversary or there's something going on in their family, then I can help celebrate that with them. Because a lot of times people take their trips around celebratory events. Mm -hmm. And so by being a part of that with them, then I'm on that journey with them. And that's one of the things that I, you know, always say is, you know, thank you for allowing me to be part of your journey, to be a part of your adventure, to be a part of your trip. So, yeah. Well, with uh, specifically with Disney, though, uh, you know, it seems like a lot of people shy away from it a little bit, particularly when they when you start having several kids, mm-hmm. you know, that they just I've had several people tell me I can't go. It's too expensive, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I imagine this is something that you hear quite a bit. I mean, I, and is this is this a misconception by people or. What, what what? No, I ain't gonna lie. Disney's expensive. <laughs> it's, it's, it doesn't appear no. to be getting cheaper. It does not appear to be getting cheaper. They did do um, last year. They changed their pricing structure a little bit on their tickets with the way that they do it, and I'm not sure whether that really helped a whole lot or not. Mm-hmm. Um, made it more confusing. It made for it sure. a lot more confusing for people. They have a couple of other things that they've introduced. There is a four park magic ticket that a lot of people don't know about. It is a little bit cheaper to do it that way. There's so many limitations to it. It's basically you have a entry day for one day for Animal Kingdom, one for Magic Kingdom, one for Hollywood Studios, and one for Epcot. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of stuck. That's just it. That's what you pay. That's what you get. But it's like 85 bucks per day per person. So it's really the cheapest that you're going to get as far as a park ticket. But again, you have those limitations. So it is not a bad ticket for budget to be, you know, budget friendly families. It's not a bad ticket if you have littles Mm -hmm. because park hopping sometimes if you've got small children is a bit of a challenge. Right. Um, and if you really just want to go um, to one park a day and you know you're going to hit all four, it's not a bad deal at all. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so one, one question I've got with that uh, specifically. Um, so so I, I, we're going to get into a little bit here um, about 
the travel itself. Okay. So well, Disney is one of the most unique experiences mm-hmm. when it comes to vacations that you can have exactly. because there is thousands of different ways to do Disney. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things you just mentioned was the tickets. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about tickets for a minute okay. and let's talk about the different types of tickets okay. and um, maybe the types of people that should purchase certain types of tickets. You know, this is going to sound kind of a weird thing, but that's such an, I get that question a lot is what's the best ticket for my family. Mm. And with Disney, you have your single park, single day tickets, which basically means that you can go in and out of the same park 500 times a day. If you want to, it really doesn't matter. You can leave and go back into that same park, but you cannot go to the, any of the others. Park hoppers, again, kind of self-explanatory. It just means that you can hop between the four parks. You cannot hop between the water parks. The Disney's um, Typhoon Lagoon and Blizzard Beach, they have separate tickets. So Did they take away that park a, hopper? Oh, oh, okay. So you can right, no, I'm now. sorry. Ahead of me now. <laughs> they do have a park hopper option that does include the water parks. Okay. But for just your standard park hopper option, if you're adding that to your base ticket, it's just going to allow you to come and go. Mm-hmm. Um, there are pros and cons to all of them. So one of the beautiful things, too, about the park hoppers is, I know I said a minute ago, it's not great for littles. And if you're a budget-friendly family, it's not. Um, the For the, the, the good thing about it, though, is say you want to spend half your day your morning in Animal Kingdom. You can go back to your resort midday, catch the fireworks at Magic Kingdom that night. You know, you have the ability to do that kind of a thing. Whereas with the single day, you don't. Right. So say the fireworks show gets rained out, you don't get to see it. That was your one day at Magic Kingdom. You don't get to see Happily Ever After. Mm. So the park hopper does help in those type situations. So honestly, it kind of just depends on how many days you're there, what you're looking to do. I don't really think there's one right choice for a particular group of people. It's kind of like the dining plan. The dining plan works for some people, for some it doesn't. You know, it just really depends on how your family wants to do Disney. And there are so many different different ways well, and, and we may even have people that don't even know what that is you know i mean what, what a dining plan is it i mean like ah, you know like right. <laughs> i mean like no i, I would imagine yeah, people no. who are budget conscious are going to be like how can i pull my cooler around with me well, and and you know and hand out peanut butter and jelly sandwiches which is fine which there's, is absolutely you, you fine. can do that but there's other options Right. There are other options. There's the quick service dining. There's the deluxe dining. And then there's the, I never can, honestly, I'm going to be honest, I never can remember the name of it because over the years it's changed. I think well, it's probably Well, the there's, the there's, the the right? there's, there's the quick service and then there's the Disney dining and then there's the deluxe. So the quick service is your two quick service meals, your two snacks and your refillable mug, your Disney dining plan, which used to be the deluxe. And then there was another one that was called something else. And anyway, so now we're back to Disney. Um, <laughs> so it is a quick service, a table service, a snack, two snacks, two one snacks. or two snacks and a refillable mug. And then you get all three meals and a plethora of snacks and a refillable mug for the deluxe one. So it's it's really, the pricing is not bad. It really just, again, depends on what you're going to do and how you're going to eat. The downside to the Disney dining plan is that with it, you get a table service meal every day. Mm-hmm. 
beautiful option if you're going to make them every day. <laughs> yeah. But if you don't cancel within 24 hours, you can't make it. Your kid's sick. You miss it because you've got a fast pass that you really came up last minute. You want to make then you're going to be charged per person for missing that reservation. And then you still have to find dinner. Right. So it really, I think it, it just kind of boils down to how you think you're going to travel. Yeah. I think this, I think what you said there is the most important thing. Um, how do you want to, how do you want to experience exactly. your vacation? Mm-hmm. If you want, if you want frills and you just want to, to have every option available to you, then and you've got the money to do it. I could book you a ten thousand dollar vacation right now. Just Easy. call me nine three six. That's for <laughs> that's for two people. That's right. for two people. Exactly. Um, because because at that point you're going to want the park hopper and you're mm-hmm. going to want the deluxe dining mm-hmm. plan. Right. Um, however, if if it's your first time to Disney, mm-hmm. uh, you know the likelihood of you needing to go from park to park to park, it, it's going to be hard enough to even know which park you're actually still in. Right. Because how they're to get huge. To it. And then how, and then you've got the transportation issue sure. because there is no way to get directly from one park to another. Right. Yeah. So so I mean I think that that all of these things factor in, mm-hmm. and if you if it's your first time. Then you need to do a lot of research. That's why you hire a Disney vacation planner. That's exactly (laughs) right. Someone who knows what they're doing, right? Exactly. And and can help you kind of navigate what to do. And um, I I think people have this misconception that um, travel agents cost money. No. They don't. Absolutely not. You you get paid from Disney. I Yeah. Well, I don't charge any. I do know that there are some places out there that will charge a processing fee or a booking fee or whatever, but no, mine doesn't. And most of us don't. Sure. Um, and that, that really also applies to whether it's a cruise and all inclusive, a custom itinerary really doesn't matter. I mean, I don't charge a fee. My services are complimentary. So, because the vendor does pay it. Right. So, so going back to the dining plan, yeah. um, I, I Depending on how you eat makes a lot of difference. It does. I mean, are you the type of person and that your wants kids sure. too. the age of your kids make a lot of difference. You've it really got teenagers does. and you absolutely want the dining plan and you want the Disney dining plan and you want to schedule every buffet they have on property. <laughs> I mean, you just really do. Yeah. I mean, do you you've got teenage boys, that is where you want to do. Sure. That's where you want to sit because they're going to eat those two snacks a day yes, they and are. they're going to eat that buffet and yes. they are going to They're going to burn their, it all off too. They're going to carry their refillable mug around, right? Well, and, and, and so, if you're if you're the type of person that immediately is drawn to the most expensive thing on the menu exactly you need to go with the dining plan Mm -hmm. if you're not if Mm -hmm. you're more frugal than that you just can't imagine spending Mm -hmm. you know fifty dollars for for a steak and trust me that's an inexpensive steak at disney um then then maybe you need to just think through some of those things right Well, absolutely. And two, I think that one thing that we sometimes forget is that when you're at Disney, time travels a lot differently than it does in the outside world. (laughs) So you get caught up and before you realize that you haven't eaten and it's time to grab something. Mm -hmm. And so depending on what kind of dining plan you do and how you plan your fast passes and, and everything else, you... You might be trying to grab lunch 30 minutes before your dinner reservation, <laughs> you know, because you've just been so caught up and we've got to see this show and we have to ride this ride. And, OK, there's the parade. And I didn't realize I couldn't get across Main Street because there's 5000 people. And and so I think it just 
the dining plan is is great. There's a couple of tools out there um, that you can. I think if you just Google Disney dining calculator or dining planner, then it'll pop up. There's actually two of them out there now that I frequently send people to because it just basically just says, this is my average quick service. This is my average table service. This is what I'm going to have every day. And it'll calculate it to tell you whether or not it makes sense for your family. Mm. And those are really great tools. I didn't write them. I don't have anything to do with it, but, (laughs) but I, you know, but I'm, I'm all about, using my resources. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think, one. I think another misconception out there is that, um, I, I've been to theme parks before mm-hmm. and theme park food is just junk mm-hmm. and it is way overpriced. Mm-hmm. Um, talk us through a little bit how that's not the case at Disney. Oh my gosh. You can have anything you want from a Uncrustables, peanut butter and jelly to, I mean, even at the quick service, you know, you've got sushi, you go into Epcot and they have um, just quick service booths set up even around the world. You can have, you know, Moroccan or you can have, you know, Asian, you can have Mexican, you can have German, you can have Italian. Um, It's not just chicken fingers and hamburgers. You can get those. Yes. But you don't have to get those. And they, Disney really, a couple of years ago, started incorporating some very healthy options for the kids. So their kids' meals now, they don't necessarily, it's not your cheeseburger and fries option. It might be grilled chicken and carrots and applesauce or grapes. You know, you're going to get um, apple juice and water. You're not going to get your sodas and stuff. So they've really taken some healthy options with the kids Mm -hmm. and the same with the adults. There's salads, there's, you know, like I said, there's chicken or yeah, you can still get pizza, but so many other options, so many other to choose from. Yeah. I'm I'm glad you mentioned the Epcot one. I I forget when it was that we went, but they had additional food kiosks Mm -hmm. in each country. Food and wine. Well, they also do it for festival of the arts too. Okay. But it was, they had small plates. Mm -hmm. Some people call it food and garden now <laughs> right pretty much i think epcot is the never-ending festival park yeah it, but, but like it was i mean like we were able to try like different things that mm-hmm. we wouldn't normally try that were smaller plates exactly. and it was a lot cheaper mm-hmm. than getting like a full meal um exactly. i think we did like i mean i think we did like six different countries and we spent maybe 50 bucks yeah you know absolutely. it was and they're there and they, there's such a variety there too i mean you can you know they have um i think I did want, they had something from Hawaii. They had Polynesian. Mm -hmm. Then um, Canada always does their, their beer cheese soup. (laughs) (laughs) And, and you've got the lobster bisque and you've got, you know, so many different options. And Epcot is a great place during festival time to wander and just pick up those kind of, those kind of small plates. And some of them are even shareable. Yeah. I mean, you know, it just, it's big enough that if you just want a snack, you can share it. And actually, speaking of snack, a lot of them will have snack. You can use your snack credits for. Mm. So if you're on the dining plan, then you can use those snack credits at a lot of those kiosks around the world. That's cool. Too. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And there's are dishes that you won't like get any other time of the year or in any other restaurant that they have their own property to. Right. Like, yeah. From what They're I remember, very unique. There's a lot of executive do. chefs mm-hmm. at. At Disney, I mean, they—they, right. they, th- this is not typical theme park food. I, I mean, you're—we're we're talking about people that have um, the authority in their restaurant to develop and create the menu. 
I mean, this is, this is not just, you know, burgers and dogs, uh, chicken fingers. I mean, like you said, you can get those things. Um, but, uh, for example, and and again, you, you can, you can dine at, at the hotels as well. Um, my wife and I did a an experience there um, at the Grand Floridian mm-hmm. called Victorian Alberts. Yeah, it's a very very intimate um, mm-hmm. location. It's small, mm-hmm. um, very special. We had um, personalized menus. Did you sit at the chef's table? We did not. Oh. However, my brother is doing that uh, on exciting. our next trip. Uh, we did not do the chef's table, um, but. Uh, I mean, this is a, it was a seven course meal yeah. when we were there. And I think it's, um, depending on, on when you go, could be even a nine course. Mm-hmm. It was a three hour event for experience. us. It was an experience. And so yeah. you, you want to talk about the, the different options. There's huge mm-hmm. different options, yeah. uh, at Disney. So, but even if you don't go as, you know, expensive and high end as Victoria and Albert's, even at Grand Floridian, you have Citrico's, you have Narcosis. You know, you have California Grill on top of the contemporary. I mean, these are all very luxury dining experiences. If you get into Epcot, you've got Le Cellier at Canada Pavilion. So you have some options that are actually very high end that compete with pretty much any restaurant. And these chefs are, you know, world renowned chefs in a lot of areas. They're very skilled at what they do. And they do bring chefs in from other countries Mm -hmm. so they can actually create their own menu that's custom to what you would get should you go there to visit. So it's, it's actually really a cool experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and so I think the thing that, that I really appreciate about that is that there, I think there's a lot of adults. I think that Disney's just for kids and and goodness (laughs) that I think that's, this this conversation right here, mm-hmm. I think, really lends itself to saying, no, look, whatever type of person you are, you can enjoy yourself at Disney. Well, Disney's done a great job, too, of, of doing that. So you think you've got Disney, you've got Hong Kong, you've got Tokyo, you've got um, uh, Paris. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it wrong. <laughs> Which one? Shanghai. Shanghai you Disney. you got Shanghai, you yeah. got Disneyland, and then you've got Disney World. Uh-huh. And so, but in all of that, so you've got all these great parks, but you also have Adventures by Disney. Mm. And Adventures by Disney is a whole other realm because they are world-class tour leaders. It is definitely a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Mm-hmm. They have actually, they've started back a couple of years ago, they partnered with Ama Waterways to do river cruises as well. So now they combine a lot of their tours. They have river cruises, and they'll do you know pre- and post-cruise excursions and things like that. But with the Disney um, adventures by Disney. I mean, they are in, you know, Asia and Africa and Australia. They're in South and Central America. They're in North America. They are in Europe. And they basically, you, you don't have a big group. You might have, whereas some of these larger tour companies, you might have 50 people. You're going to have maybe 15. Mm. And you've got two Disney guides, and every every location that you go to, you have a local expert. You have someone that's just that takes you to places 
backstage, behind the scenes, even local places, places you would not be able to go. Mm -hmm. And they do special things for their Adventures by Disney people. Disney has such a great reputation around the world for their customer service that, you know, the locals will work with them to accomplish some great things for their guests. And they do adult only trips as well. Mm. But they are not cheap. But they are, they are, it is an experience that is so worth it though. And especially, you know, with Alma Waterways now entering with being able to, to do the different rivers. You, you can know, do the Nile you can, now. You can do yeah. so many. And yeah, Egypt is, is yeah. actually one of the newer locations that they've just added. Uh, Montana is the other one they just added to the U.S. Mm. Um, but it is incredible. And they also partner adventures by disney also works with the disney cruise line so you create a vip experience there Mm -hmm. and those ships that is my i i hate i'm not gonna say that because i don't want to get in trouble but (laughs) if i had to pick a favorite cruise line (laughs) it might be disney it might be disney um (laughs) love their ships and i love that you can combine the adventures by disney experience even with the disney cruise line not just with the ama waterways river but especially like in an Alaskan adventure, mm-hmm. so your Disney cruise, your um, your guides would actually, your VIP guides would actually be able to take you on these excursions off the ship when you. So they're planning things that are different from you, that are unique, that everybody else doesn't get. Oh. You have VIP access to things. There, it's more concierge level. So you can also incorporate that Adventures by Disney into the cruise as well. That's cool. That's just cool. So that's going to be your next one, right? Adventures yeah, by Disney. Man. Where are you going to go? I would love to. Where? Where would you go? Oh, my goodness. I don't know. Like, I I think that um, Africa has always been a place that I think would be just really cool to yeah. go. And and one of the things that, that you said really struck me is that you're you're getting to do some stuff that, that you don't get to do. I mean, even, even some of the ones in California – Right. Um, they will take you to the Walt Disney Studios. They do. And and, and take you into places that you, you cannot go. Dine with an Imagineer and exactly. all kinds of fun things. I mean, you, you can't yeah. just there, – there's no way you just do that. That's right. Um, but, you know, opportunities that I, – I think that's one of the things that, that I love about Disney is, is you have so many options. I mean, mm-hmm. um, you know, but but I think it can be overwhelming as well which is why we need a travel agent. Exactly. So let, let's go back to the parks for a moment. Okay, absolutely. Um, talk me through something that I think a lot of people think is uh, is an extra cost, Okay. which is the FastPass Plus system. Oh, we love FastPass. Yeah. So every guest with a, with a park ticket, um, you get three fast passes per day per person in for your free. party. For free. Yeah, that is not an extra. For free. <laughs> and um, yeah, so basically it is a, with the fast pass system, you're able to select rides that you want to ride. You're able to select a time throughout the day that you can come in. It's a one hour window. So you it kind of enables you to bypass that standby line. So if you see that, you know, I'm going to give you a good example. This is a free tip. This is how you know how crowded Magic Kingdom is. Look at the Peter Pan line. (laughs) Peter Pan, for some reason, happens to be one of the longest wait times 
and sometimes will even exceed some of your roller coasters like Space Mountain or Big Thunder. You can get on them quicker than you can get on Peter Pan. So you want to know how crowded that park is? You look at the wait time for Peter Pan. (laughs) But that being said, a good option is a Peter Pan Fast Pass because what that means is that you're not going to stand in that 120-minute line. If your fast pass for Peter Pan is between three and four, you're going to come back at three o'clock and you're going to stand in a much shorter line <laughs> to get on that ride. And so that's kind of how that works. And and with the um, fast pass system, you have the ability to create fast passes for everyone in your party as well. So you don't have to have 30 people trying to say, OK, let's let's all figure out. All right. Everybody right now, press 315 for our fast pass you can actually do that with everyone in your party at the same time which is kind of a cool yeah it it really is and um there's so much strategy to this Mm -hmm. um but i I think the 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 place i think we we would really like to go next is let's talk about um, resorts a little bit. I see. I thought you were going to say my Disney experience because oh, well, that would be can, naturally okay, the next way to go from let's fast do that. passes. Well, and, uh, no, my, no. Only, my only reason for saying that is because there's different booking windows for fast pass based on where you stay or don't stay. So, but um, but yeah, let's let's go to my, my Disney experience. Well, I think and, I, and I was expensive. I was going to ask. I, I thought that they had just changed the fast pass system, which where they're doing different tiers for different rides now. So like where you can like. Like, I think it's like in not Hollywood. in the Magic Kingdom. It's not in the Magic Kingdom, but no. I know like in Hollywood Studios, like yes. you can only book like one kind of that tier of ride They've per day or something like that. They've been kind of doing that for a while. Um, your high, so if you have your, I guess your more popular roller coasters and rides. They're gonna. You're gonna have to pick between those. Right. So you can only pick one of those, and then you can pick two that might not be. I mean, Epcot did that for. I mean, they've all really kind of done that for a while. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you were to pick test, you can't pick Test Track and Soren in Epcot. You can pick Test Track or Soren. Yeah, but you got to pick one. But you got to pick one or the other, and so you kind of have to figure out which one normally has again. <laughs> This is why you have a vacation planner has the normally has the longest line. Right. Right. And or which time of day is going to be the best time to kind of avoid that long line mm-hmm. if you want to do that. So then you could also pick two more fast passes. It might be living with the land. That's a really cool attraction yeah. that most people bypass because they don't realize it. It's one but of my favorites. Can, yeah, me too. I love living with yeah. the land. That's actually, we're actually planning on doing the tour next time. We, oh, uh, we did the behind tour. The, behind yes, the, behind the seeds. Behind the yeah. seeds. Yeah. We did that back a couple of years ago. It is a really. It looks awesome. It is a nine pound lemon tour. It is amazing. Yeah, but you I mean, there's a possibility that you can get a second tier one mm-hmm. uh, fast pass throughout the day, right? If you have used all of yours for the day and you are in that park, then you can get another fast pass for the day. So, so, so there's a little cool. strategy there. Is you make all your but fast how do you do that? early in the day? <laughs> so, so now let's go to my Disney. Experience. <laughs> he got you there. So he did. He did. He did. Well, kind of. We're still about. So, um, my Disney experience. It's how Disney tracks your life. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's not far from true. So, 
Whenever you begin to book your vacation, you'll go and create what's called a My Disney Experience account. And this is where you set your personal information in. So it's people that are your friends and family that are going to be traveling with you. And My Disney Experience holds the information like your hotel, your dining, your tickets. It is basically what your Disney experience is going to be about. So it is a it's a blank slate that you fill in. It's a template. And then so you would go in and in that My Disney experience, you you book a hotel and you link your hotel to it. You book tickets or you book it as a package with hotel and tickets and you've linked your tickets with it. You can do dining. You can, you know, so there's all kinds of things that you can link to your My Disney experience. And but when you set up that account, it gives you the ability to make dining reservations so you can eat at some of these table service restaurants that we were talking about. You can link your family and friends to your dining reservation as well. So not everybody has to go out and do their own. The same thing with fast passes. Once you have tickets linked to your My Disney experience, and it doesn't matter if you have a hotel linked or not, if you have tickets linked to your My Disney experience account, you can go out and make fast pass reservations uh, 60 days from the day of arrival at your resort. Yeah. So, and then unless you you're not staying your- on property. Unless you're not staying on property. And then it's 30 days. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's another strategy here. Stay on property. Stay on property. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of people think that staying on property is is expensive, but some of their value resorts. Um, so when you start talking about the All-Stars, they've actually, sports is going um, and is under renovation right now. They just finished movies. Pop Century has been done. They started it in 2017 and it's done now. Um their rates are not that bad. And when you think about it, I actually just quoted someone for a, um, I think it's the third week in July. They had a rate of $160 a night at Pop Century, which is great because the Skyliners now go to and from that resort. So that's an added mode of transportation. Mm-hmm. With that resort at Pop Century, you only have one bus that doesn't, it doesn't go to another resort. So it just basically goes from Pop Century to the park and back to Pop Century. Um, and it's a new room at 160 a night. Yeah. But that also includes your transportation to and from the airport. So you fly in and they're going to pick you up at the airport and take you to your resort. And then they're going to take you to the parks. And so you've really cut down on, you know, rental cars and parking and yeah. everything else by doing that. I mean, that's always the biggest one for me is, is the magic express. I mean, like I, I don't have to, if, if you have checked baggage, you don't have to even like go pick that up. No. Nope. You know, they'll just, they take it to your room for you. I mean like that, that to me, I don't you know. Get the magic tags in the mail yes. a couple of weeks before you travel and you just put your yellow tag in. And when you check in at the airport, you drop your luggage and then you, Disney picks it up for you. Yeah. That, that's you my trump card with my wife. Every time we plan one of these. Plane. I mean, like yeah. every time she's like, well, wouldn't it be cheaper to stay off property? Like, yeah, but Magic Express. She's like, ah. I know. And it's a great <laughs> ride, too. It's a great ride, too. Yeah. You know, the no, buses are nice. Is. And it gets well, you and, kind of in that mood, too, because yeah. you play in all of the park stuff on the TVs. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, so uh, we, we live in Texas. There's a lot of people that live closer that might be driving there. And, and believe it or not, my brother is going to be driving there in June. It's a long drive. It's going to take him two and a half days to get there. Oh, wow. But – um, they're choosing to do that. If you're flying mm-hmm. and you're starting to have this conversation mm-hmm. of whether or not to stay on property or off property, um, it very likely may be less expensive to stay on property because you're not renting a car. Mm-hmm. You're not having to uh, do a lot of the things 
that you're not paying parking. You're not paying parking. And so and parking is not cheap. Either. No, it's not. Parking is not cheap. The and at, the thing at about the, it, at the parks, that's what we're talking about. Right. Not at your hotel right. at your at the parks because mm-hmm. it's it's twenty five plus dollars a day. Yeah, it is. And now they've started adding if you drive your car and you don't fly, the resorts are adding a parking fee per day. Mm-hmm. Um, as well, and uh, you know, and it just kind of depends on which category you're in. If you're in a deluxe, a moderate, or a value, as to what your cost will be per day to park your car there. Mm. So it really is at the end of the day, a lot, a lot of times, especially depending on who you fly, it's a lot of times just more economical just to fly and let Disney take care of everything else. You know, between the buses, between the monorail boats the skyliner there is no reason for you not to just let disney take care of your transportation what a brilliant move by disney right absolutely i mean they they basically have said hey listen why don't you leave your car at your airport Uh and when you get to my land Mm -hmm. you never have to leave nor can you (laughs) exactly exactly unless you're gonna take your luggage too that's right we have your clothes Brilliant. So you're not going anywhere. And and with some of the airlines, they have a um, – you can actually check in for your return flight at your resort, right. too. So yeah. you don't actually even have to go – To the ticket desk lug- at the airport, yeah. You can drop your luggage, though. You don't have to drop it at Orlando Airport. You can drop it at your resort, and they'll take it for you. So you can literally drop it at your resort, mm-hmm. go to a park – Absolutely. And then eventually show up at the airport and your luggage shows up at home. Exactly. But not your house. And miss out on the great customer service at the airport? I know. Well, you know. That's a good point. (laughs) You you make a good point, Greg. (laughs) Well, Kev, I'll tell you one of the places that you're not going to miss out on customer service is with Paul the Plumber. That's right. Uh, I tell you, one of the the last things you want to be dealing with in your house is a leak, a clogged thingamajiggy in the the bathroom. (laughs) Nobody... You know, you, you got the kid that wrapped the G.I. Joe in the TP and flushed it down the toilet. That's you right. Know, you, know, you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, uh, that actually happened with me as a small child. I flushed a top. A, a top? Spinning, a spinning, oh, a spinning top. top. Oh, okay. And believe it or not, my mom still has it, and she has threatened to give it to one of my children and have them flush it because it was a big mess. I think she should. I, I think she shouldn't. Well, I mean, if nothing else, for the experience of having Paul out to your house to <laughs> there you go to get. It, I mean, like, because it's it's never gonna be cleaner and more unclogged than when he gets done that's with it. right <laughs> and it's pretty easy to get a hold of him you can call him at 832-521-3252 that's 832-521-3252 you can also email them at deborah at paul the plumber llc.com and also on their website paul the plumber llc.com it's really easy to book them they'll be out there soon i mean i, I think that's one of the big things is a lot of times you gotta got to get a plumber out quick. Yeah. You need somebody so. re- really responsive. And if you didn't have a chance to write any of that stuff down, it's in the show notes. Right. Um, you can get it from the show notes or you can find them on Facebook. It's really easy. So, um, and, and Marianne, you're actually, you know, the uh, you, you planned I some vacations do. for the... Uh, I love yeah? them. They <laughs> are actually really amazing people and very responsive. I've had to call them myself. Oh. Well, actually, I sent them a did, Facebook Did you let Kevin come over? Thing. Is that what happened? <laughs> <laughs> I let Kevin and his top come visit my house. No, no you can, yeah. Um, 
Well, so, so tell us, I know one of the, I mean, like one of the things we were talking about before the show is like how much change is going on with all the parks right now. Oh and it's, gosh. it's, it's tough to keep up. I mean, one, I mean, like if, even if you're just focused on the one in Florida, mm-hmm. so much change is going on and that doesn't even entail all the rest of the stuff that's going on around the country and around the world with all the parks and all that kind of stuff. That's very true. I'm, I'm curious, what are the ones that you are most excited about? coming up um well i think that epcot's always been one of my favorite parks mm-hmm. uh, and you know i know that for a long time you know, everybody says magic kingdom because you know it's magic kingdom and but epcot has just really always been the culture and what it brings has always mm-hmm. been one of my favorite things and right now epcot is actually going through the largest transition in Disney Park history. Hmm. And that's really kind of cool. So for those of you who don't know about Epcot, Epcot's been divided into two worlds, Future World and World Showcase. So World Showcase hosts 11 countries from around the world. Mm -hmm. And basically, they're different pavilions where you can experience a little bit of the culture, some of the food, the architecture. Uh, Some of them have shows. Some of them have rides. And the cast members there are actually from that country. Exactly. They are international students that are here on work visas, and they range, you know, from nine months to 18 months. Um, So they are here, and they they will speak to you. You can stop and have a conversation with them and ask them about their culture, their village, Mm -hmm. whatever you want to, which is a really cool kind of thing to do, which makes it one of my favorite places to go. Um, And the other part, Future World has had interventions and that's where your rides are with Soren and Test Track and Mission Space and the Spaceship Earth, those kind of things. The ride inside the ball is Spaceship Earth. (laughs) Uh, I get that a lot. Is it Soren? No, it's not Soren. Could be. That would be. And it's not a golf ball. It's not a golf ball. There's actually a ride inside of it that is coming down. They are actually fixing to redo that ride. So it's going under refurbishment. But it's not going away. They're just. No, no, no. The ball's not coming down, but the ride inside is changing. But one of their their new vision is that they have divided Epcot into actually four what they're calling neighborhoods. So when you walk in, it is world celebration. So they're sticking with the world theme here, mm-hmm. um, but there it's world celebration. And so where Spaceship Earth is around that area, they're setting up pavilions and booths, and it's very much going to be about celebrating the different cultures in our world. They're getting new music. Like I said, they're getting a new ride in Spaceship Earth. It's going to be a really cool kind of melting pot, so to speak, Mm -hmm. entrance into that. And then as you walk into the park, the area to the left where we had Mission Space and Test Track, they're still there. They're building the new Guardians of the Galaxy ride, which is going to be really cool. But that area is called World Discovery, and it's going to be focused on your science and technology and things like that. And that's just a really cool area. Um, And then to your from the front of the park going to your right, where right now we have soaring and living with the land that we were just talking about. It's still going to be there, but they're introducing their world nature. And that's where they're going to do the journey of water inspired by Moana. So that's really going to be cool. It's just going to be a lot different that way. And they are keeping World Showcase, but they're bringing some new things to it. Uh, The France Pavilion is getting a new ride. They're actually under construction now. It is Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, and it's basically 
basically the same one that they have in Disneyland Paris. Okay. So it's going to be really cool. I think it's going to add some extra fun stuff to the World Showcase. Right now, you've got uh, the um, Frozen ride in Norway. Mm -hmm. You've got the boat ride in Mexico. But other than that, pretty much it's shows and wine, which is not bad. That's just what it is. And they've been redoing redoing some of those as well. In fact, France specifically... Now has Beauty and, Beauty Beast and the Beast along. exactly, and that was that was that's the new thing. They started in January this year, and it runs in the morning. It's from like eleven to seven at night, and so it is actually in the Impressions of France theater, and so they do the Impressions of France show from seven seven thirty to nine, and then in the morning is the Beauty and the Beast sing along. So that's one of those are the two things that they're adding to France. And then in the United Kingdom, they are doing the first ever Mary Poppins inspired attraction. So it is going to be a walk down Cherry Tree Lane. And so there's a lot still about we haven't really seen. I'm hoping that they don't pull back too much on that. They've already pulled back a little bit on what they were going to do, but I, I hope they don't pull back too much. I don't think, I think, you know, I think it's, it's going to be amazing. Be a great experience I think so regardless of what they do. Well, I know I like so this idea that they're, they're playing around with where in, instead of it necessarily being a ride, it's something that you kind of go through, which, experience. which I think has been kind of like, it, it's kind of old school Epcot. I mean, like mm-hmm. that used to be kind of the, the pavilions up front was things that you would walk through and experience. Mm-hmm. And, and so like Cherry Tree Lane, it's Moana water experience that you kind of, is that, is that going to be in, are, are they getting rid of like the jumping fountains in front? of the Imagination Pavilion? They've already done that. They've already done that. It is. When you walk in, I was just there a couple of weeks ago, and it is, you have construction walls right now everywhere. Mm. So it really doesn't look a whole lot like what it's going to. Okay. Um, But yeah, they have, from the minute that you walk in the park, it is, they've gotten rid of pretty much everything. You're kind of tunneled. The gravestones are gone. They are. Yeah. They are. They, they were well. They weren't gravestones. No, they weren't. <laughs> but they look like giant gravestones. Talking about the ones out front, yeah, the monuments yes. yeah. that had people's pictures on them from where yeah. they had leave a legacy. Yeah, <laughs> the leave a legacy. That's what it was called, leave a legacy. Yeah. Yeah. But, they left know, them out front. Now they did. <laughs> they've done the other thing that they've done is, um, and you were talking about immersive experiences is last year with Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and Hollywood Studios. You know, you've got the. You can ride the Millennium Falcon and, you know, Smuggler's Run. And that's a really cool, really immersive experience. Mm -hmm. Um, The line's usually really long. So, but they have built this land. This Galaxy's Edge is just incredible. The theming, because you really do not feel like you are still in Florida. You are... Mm transported and they did the same thing in California. And then in December last year they opened the other ride in the area um the uh ride of the resistance rise of the resistance yep. exactly. Mm-hmm. And so that one they had a little bit of trouble with to start with the boarding groups and things and so now they've kind of worked that out but you know you you still you have to get to the park early and you, you can't have even to get, get in line for that ride. You I mean, cannot get in yeah. line for it. You have to go when the park opens. You have a particular place you go to that you get your boarding group time for the day. So, but it is an incredible incredible ride, incredible experience. So, they're really about being all immersive in what yeah. you're doing. The innovation going into Walt Disney World right now is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I mean, you mentioned Remy's Ratatouille yeah. uh, ride. Uh, it's a trackless. Mm-hmm. I mean, so there, there's no track. It's a ride, 
but it's not on any type of track. I mean, mm-hmm. they've, they've got new technology that moves those cars from one place to the other. Which is crazy. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's absolutely crazy. Well, um, but you know, we were also talking about in Hollywood Studios, Mickey and Minnie are away. Railway, which the again same. is the same exact kind of thing with that intervention. I mean, they're talking about doing, I know we were talking about what the heck is two and a half D. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. But we're going to find out. That, we're going to find out. <laughs> March the 4th, we're going to find out. But, um, you know, they've actually taken, and I know it was it was really sad for a lot of us that loved the great movie, right? <laughs> but um, Still mad about that. I uh, know, right? <laughs> that was a great attraction. Yeah, it was. Really enjoyed it. Was it was a hallmark of that of that whole park. It you was. Know, I mean, it was the, the Chinese theater that, uh-huh. that was the, the thing. I mean, I, I remember the time before Fantasia's hat was, yep. you know, Sorcerer Mickey's hat yep. was, mm-hmm. was the water there. tower was the thing. Yeah, that's right. And, yeah. uh, and do you remember the back lot tour I where do. you oh, could go goodness. back and watch and see all of the, the yes. golden girls house flight of the navigator <laughs> the, ship was back yes. there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so there was, uh, there was an, ex- and I don't know how long this experience was on the back lot tour, but they had the, uh, the bee oh, from, yeah, the, the, you could ride from honey. I shrunk the kids. I wrote it. I did too. It was amazing. Yes. So there's a picture of me and my sister on it somewhere. Oh, that's um, I made her be the one hanging off the edge. Uh, we need to find that. <laughs> we need to find that Craig. Cause I have a picture of me and my sister on that B as well. Oh, do you really? We need to find that. Yeah. So and like, I'll just, this is just my personal beef with what's going on. I, I feel like it's sort of like the deconstruction of the Michael Eisner legacy going on over there. I'm like everything that was sort of like the hallmark of that park and like it seems to be coming down. I'm I'm just waiting for like the Indiana Jones show to go away at this oh. point. They talked about I mean, it at one point. Really, yeah, it, it hasn't. I mean, because that's really one of the last things that's left over from like right. what that park was. Yeah. Um. It's been. I mean, like, and I'm not complaining. I mean, like the things that they put in are. I, well, I haven't done the the two newest, the Toy Story, Toy Story. and the uh, um, Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, I haven't yeah. done any of that yet. Toy uh, Story Land is pretty incredible, though. Yeah. It's really. Re- you're gonna have to do that when you go. Yeah, I'm ex- it's um, it, it's it's really a neat experience because you you know where else are you going to stand next to a Lego that's taller than you? <laughs> which I mean, yeah. which they kind of used to have. The they had the they had and, the uh, yeah. Honey I Shrunk the Kid playground. They, they did, did. They which was did. a neat playground. Sure, um, I'm it sure was. this is way cooler, but this <laughs> is just a whole different level. I mean, yeah. it is. It's really. It's really a cool place. It, yeah, they, they've, they've the transition taken a, between it, though, and Galaxy's Edge is, I, you know, it's a little interesting. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, but I think that's one of the things that also I love about Disney, though, is because, I mean, I, I, I can go back and I can reminisce on some things because I, like you, Marianne, I, Epcot has always been my favorite park since I was little. Yeah. It has always been my favorite park. And... um. And I think back to those nostalgic times. Mm-hmm. I remember some unbelievable times that I had in Innoventions. Mm-hmm. And I remember going through the art studio at uh, at MGM, mm-hmm. you know, before it was Hollywood Studios. Mm-hmm. And and I think about some of these things, and, and it's really easy for me to go, oh, man, it's just not the same. Yeah. But then I, I think about, like, the things that they're doing for my kids yeah, and the experiences that they're giving for for today, mm-hmm. and they're just continuing to one up themselves, and it's 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 incredible to see all of these various things come together, mm-hmm. 
and become something different and new and amazing. And the experience is it, it, it makes you want to come back. Mm-hmm. And I love that about Disney. You know, one of the things that one of my favorite memories of Disney was when we took our daughter, she was, I guess it was her 13th birthday. And we went to Epcot and I took a map of the park and we went to each of the pavilions and we had everyone write happy birthday in their native language. Mm. And so they wrote happy birthday. And then we had her take a picture with each of the cast members Mm-hmm. And it was really cool. She got to Canada and they stuck the hat on her head and, you know, they dressed her up. I mean, <laughs> and when we went to Japan, I mean, she was all kinds of wrapped up in everything and the parasol. <laughs> and she was, I mean, it was insane. Yeah. But everywhere we went, when we said, you know, hey, it's her birthday. Not only did they tell her happy birthday and write happy birthday in their language on her map, which we still have, because mm-hmm. what a great way to remember that. But, you know, getting pictures with them, too. It was just such a unique kind of an experience that you're not going to get anywhere else. Those those guys are just, I mean, they train their people so well to create those moments for families and in that place. And I think that's probably one of the things that endears me to them the most is just the way that you see their, their cast members Mm -hmm. uh, just constantly looking for those opportunities to really make somebody's day mm-hmm. and, and make, make that vacation something special for those, for those families that, you know, spend a lot to be there. Yeah. I mean, one of our favorite things to do when we go to animal kingdom is to go to animal kingdom lodge in the middle of the day and take a break. And a lot of times if you go back out on the back of the lodge, they have <coughs> the Savannah out there so you can see the animals, but a lot of times they'll have someone there. That's an actual safari. That's, you know, safari guide, they know the animals and a lot of them are, might be from a country in Africa. They're, they're very well versed in, in what's going on around that Savannah. And I mean, we still talk and kind of joke about one of the guys that we met, he was from Botswana, you know, he had been here for nine months. He was on an 18 month visa and, you know, hit Kenosi, you know, and Mm -hmm. he was just such a great guy. But, you know, it was just neat to get to talk to him about his culture and his village and, you know, and how kids here are versus kids there. Yeah. You know, just different, just a different culture and, and what all he was able to experience here. And that's the beautiful thing about Epcot, too. Mm. So. Yeah. You know, and you mentioned Animal Kingdom Lodge, one of the coolest places on Disney property, in my opinion, especially to stay because... Um, it, it may be the most destination type of resort on property as far as the amount of things that you could do without ever leaving the resort. Um, I mean, they've got so many options that they of things that they offer mm-hmm. at that resort that you may not even ever have to go to the parks if you don't want to. Um, now, I, why you would do that, I don't know. But... I mean, it's an option. You know, Yacht and Beach Club, you got that as well. I mean, they have the best pool on property, hands oh, down. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. And they all, especially all of the deluxe resorts, and the the values and moderates do as well, but they have active, children's activities departments, and that's what they do. They do tie-dyes. They do karaoke. They do dance parties by the pool. You know, they are, they're really big on if you have to stay at the resort, then that can be a destination too. Oh yeah. There's just so much. Yeah, where where else are you ever going to be able to go underwater mm-hmm. than 
the art of animation resort and be able to hear Disney music underwater. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. I mean, the, the yeah. types of imagination that Disney has put into their parks, mm-hmm. into their hotels, into their dining experiences, mm-hmm. into everything that they do from the moment you step onto their magical express to the moment <laughs> right? you step off of it. Um, it's it's an experience, yeah, and and uh, it's just a it's a really cool thing that I think everyone should take a, 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 at least one vacation to experience. Oh, I agree. I agree. And, I'll and, pick it for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's and, ready. I'll yeah, have to plan and, it. And and so you know, I I think that one of the things that I've I've really appreciated about this podcast right now is to hear how much you know. Yeah, you know a lot. And so, especially for someone who isn't crazy about Disney, like Craig and I are, who probably know more than we should, um, it's your job, and you know a lot. And if you don't know a lot, call you, right? right? Call Marianne. <laughs> she's gonna she's gonna have some some tips, some information, some some yeah. some guidelines, some thoughts to some, help you do this well. When I've I th- raised four kids there. I huh. mean, we you know we've taken our four kids, and I've taken. I just recently took my grandkids for the first time in September mm. last year. That's a whole different experience, and I am. Now, I very, very much understand why God gives us children when we're young. <laughs> Spend a few days at Disney with a seven and a two-year-old. Oh, they will wear you out. <laughs> at my age, and it will. But, you know, but to see the, But to see, you know, just the difference in, yeah, it's just, it's incredible. So, I mean, I do have a decent amount of experience with families and budget because you can't take four kids to Disney cheaply no. unless you budget really well. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, that was the other thing I was going to say. It's not just that, because I think plenty of people can have, you know, a, a good work ethic and knowledge and all that kind of stuff, but you, you have a lot of firsthand experience. I mean, this is just not, yeah. you're not just like, yeah, I read this on a blog or I you know, listened to the, like, the pod, which is fine. I mean, like you, yeah. all those things can be helpful, but yeah. like you go I pretty think. regular. I mean, you get pretty uh, regular. I think we went four or five times last year and four or five times a year before. And yeah, you know, we, we go on a pretty regular basis. I had a spreadsheet mm-hmm. at one point cause that's just who I am <laughs> where I had it color coded by when we went, where we stayed, whether we took the kids, did we not take the kids? Do we take people we didn't even know? I don't know. You know, I had this whole <laughs> spreadsheet and I, I stopped and I was in the forties, mid to high forties, wow. I think. And I that's just awesome. stopped. I was like, you know, at this point, does it matter? <laughs> I, mean, you know, I don't right. know. And, but, you know, I did include also Disneyland. You know, we mm-hmm. stayed at Grand California. We've been to Disneyland and California Adventure and um, did the Disney Dream, the Disney Wonder. So we've done some cruises with them uh, a couple of times. And so, um, yeah, you know, so I, I had this spreadsheet. But at the end of the day, you know, it's it's all about that you go and you experience. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So have, have you done any of the international Parks? I am doing Disneyland Paris this summer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm real interested so, to hear what you have to say about that one because my understanding is it's one of the least underwhelming or most underwhelming and, of the uh, Shanghai foreign. is the one I really kind of yeah. want to make a trip to, but it's, not it's now. the most recent <laughs> but, one. Yeah, it is. And um, it supposedly has some of the best, you know, the castle is supposed to be really pretty. However, but they Paris say I'm that very excited about. it's supposed to be the most beautiful of the parks yeah. is Paris that they, they put a lot of beauty into that place. And they've, you know, they've recently made some changes there too. They've recently refurbished a few things. And so it's going to be a little bit different 
than um, than I think it has been. Yeah. So I'm kind of I'm really looking forward to that. So yeah. y'all can watch for pictures on yeah. my Facebook page. And, and at the end of the day, like, how do you have a bad day at Disney? <laughs> I mean, I know people do, but but I mean, come on, people. Yeah. Have fun. Well, I think too, it's about expectations, sure. and I think that that's really kind of true in life, anyway. Right. We yes. all have expectations about the way that we think things are supposed to go. And when they don't, you know, it's just how you handle it. Mm. But if you're going to go to Disney, you just have to expect you're going to stand in a line. It's probably going to rain at some point while you're there. It's Florida. It's Florida. <laughs> it won't rain long. It's going to be humid after that. Mm-hmm. And so don't do your hair. There are just things that you just <laughs> I need won't. to <laughs> right? Good for you. <laughs> if only I had hair like that. No. But so you're going to have people that are going to let you down and disappoint you and that are going to be rude because you know what? The crying and the meltdowns and the midday panic attacks they're not just for kids. <laughs> you know, you see just as many adults having those things, you know. Yeah. So just knowing that, knowing that ahead of time, you yeah. know, knowing that you have to set your own expectations, that you're just going to enjoy it and you're going to look for ways to find joy mm. when you're there because they are there. You know, one of the best trips we've ever made, it was a real short trip. We flew in on a Saturday and we just spent the entire day talking to cast members and just saying thank you. Mm. And you would not believe how many, because those people there, you know, we look at it and we're like, oh my gosh, we paid to be here and we paid X amount of money to be here, but they're giving up birthdays. They're giving up Christmas with their kid, you know, with yeah. their kids or with their parents or with their siblings. They're giving up important days to them mm-hmm. to be a service with a good attitude to someone else. And so just that simple thing of stopping and saying, thank you. You know, thank you for keeping a smile on your face. What it does to them and how it helps them interact with guests the rest of the day is just incredible to watch. Because, mm. like, their whole countenance changes. Yeah. And then that makes the, your experience better, too, because they will find ways to go out of their way to help you have a better experience if you're, you know, reciprocating that, too. Yeah. So. Well, I, I want to just take a soapbox moment for just one moment. I'm good with And that. say, listen, Disney is not cheap. Mm-mm. We all know it's not cheap. Mm-hmm. It's ex- it's very expensive. Mm-hmm. And so for those of you out there wearing the most expensive day ever shirts, <laughs> just leave them at home and wear them some other time. <laughs> we all know it's one of the most expensive days ever. <laughs> and if that's your attitude, yeah. then then you're going to probably not really enjoy your time. You're right? miserable trying to make sure you get the most for your you know value for your money. Right. The, Go, the irony is how much they spend on that shirt. <laughs> That's true. Right? So true. So so just just go and and and, and expect mm-hmm. to wait. Mm-hmm. Expect for things not to necessarily go the way you want them to go. Um, but but know that there are so many things to experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of the day, uh, your attitude is your choice. Mm-hmm. It's not somebody else's. It's yours. Mm-hmm. So do with that what you, with what you want to. So there's my soapbox. That's all right. I think I started end. that. I'm sorry. But, you know, the <laughs> other part, too, about having someone help you plan that's been there is knowing to be able to say, okay, so if you're a Magic Kingdom, take a break, take the boat ride over to Wilderness Lodge and hang out for a little bit. Refill your mug. Take, just take some time. Take a deep breath. Take the boat back. 
you know, you've had a good hour, hour and a half there where you haven't had to deal with those grumpy people that, right. are, that are wearing the most expensive day. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, and, right. and the same thing, you know, I mean, all of the resorts have places like that. And you are welcome to go to any resort on property from any park on property. Yeah. So you can take those times in the middle of the day to just refresh and, and get a, you know, better attitude. Well, and and like, like Kevin was saying earlier, sometimes those, those resorts are destinations in and of themselves. Absolutely. You know, they're, they're just gorgeous. They are. Christmas is my favorite time to go because they are all decorated oh, for yeah. Christmas and they all have the beautiful trees and mm-hmm. the, the life-size gingerbread house, of mm-hmm. course, and Grand Floridian and the uh, gingerbread and white chocolate and dark chocolate carousel. Hmm. Over at the Yacht and Beach Club, that thing is insanely yeah. impressive. Yes. So. Well, and and you know, I, I just think that there there's so many things that we can wind up talking about. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that we could say. You know, do this, don't do this. It, it, you're probably going to need more than one trip to do all of these things. Oh, you can't see it all in one. No, trip. you cannot see it all in one trip. And that's the other thing. Don't don't try to do it all. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I used to be the one who said I need a re- I need a vacation from Disney mm-hmm. after I get back because because most people come back from Disney exhausted mm-hmm. and um, I, I've I've kind of changed my tune on that a little bit and and said you know what like this is something that I am paying a lot of money for mm-hmm. and I I don't necessarily want to come home tired mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, more tired than I than I left you know and and yes I had a great time. It was fun, mm-hmm. but now I need a but nap. you're exhausted and everybody's <laughs> exhausted around you. And that's, and you know, one of the things, too, that I like to do with my people is just figure out what what are you looking to do? Mm-hmm. Because I will tell you, first off, you're not going to do everything. Uh, there's no way that you can do everything in Disney World on a week-long trip. There's just no way. So let's talk about what's important to you. And just, again, it goes back to relationship, building that listening and finding out what is really important to you in yeah. this. Why are you doing this? Okay, so yeah, the kids are five and seven. It's a great age to take them, blah, blah, blah. We've all seen the Disney commercials. But why are you doing this for them? You could do anything else with that amount of money. Why this? What mm-hmm. do you want to get out of your experience here? You know, is it seeing a princess? All right, well, let's work our trip around that. How can we make that work? Right. You know, and so it's it's finding those things that that that's kind of one thing that I take very, very seriously because Disney is not cheap. Right. So if you're going to spend that kind of money, I want you to have that kind of experience. Exactly. Well, listen, this has been fantastic. And and I I promise we could do this all day. In fact, I mean, (laughs) I did this 30 minutes before we ever started. (laughs) We did. We We absolutely did. And and we were talking beforehand. I I listened to nine different Disney podcasts, Mm -hmm. and that's because I've limited myself. I I could listen to so many more. There's so much to all of this. You're not going to understand it all. But a person like you would really, really help. So thank you for taking the time to do that, but we can't let you get away without the final four. Final four. So these are the uh, final four questions we ask all of our guests. And so you can't get away now. Now the cool Mm -hmm. thing that our listeners need to know is that I asked her if she wanted to know the questions up front and she said, no. So these are all, these are all very spontaneous answers. 
You ready? Um, I'm, I will do our best. Okay. I'll be as honest as I can. Oh, good. Good. Do I get a pass button? Is there a pass button? There's no pass no, button. No. Okay. There's pass or fail. <laughs> well, it's been nice talking to y'all tonight. I hope you have a great weekend. <laughs> They're not that bad. They're not that bad. No one's ever failed yet. Uh, well, you know. Here we go. All right. First question. Uh-huh. What's the must-have tool you won't leave your house without? Does it have to be a tool? Like a flashlight? Um, <laughs> can it be like... It can, uh, I think yeah, a tool uh, carries with it a lot of different connotations, depending so on what you're we're, using. We're very for. liberal with the definitions. I'm going to say I never leave home without wearing my wedding ring. Oh, look at that. That is the most unique answer that we've is. ever had. Absolutely. Tell me more. <laughs> Well, I mean, my husband and I are, we're married 25 years this year and um but it's our second thank you. It's our second marriage for both of us and one of the things that we learned early on is um that we need to make each other a priority. And so part of what we do is we take a trip together or we just even when we were broke we sent the kids to my parents and they were such blessings to us. They would watch them for us while we had some time together. Mm-hmm. Um because our marriage is 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 our foundation. I mean, and really it represents everything that we do outside. So my job is nothing to me if I don't have a good relationship with my husband. Mm. And so me having my wedding ring on every day is just such a reminder of of the blessing of the gift that I have in that 25 years and with the man I'm married to. It's mm. awesome. Well, I just saw that you just, I mean, like, you don't, you don't go to Canada for just anybody. Either. I don't, I know. I just <laughs> you just got back, Canada. right? I did last night. All you got to do is turn right. I, right. <laughs> Most people that don't know the world showcase very well don't understand, <laughs> understand that. that. But, uh, you, it's, you, only, it's only a country away. You know, it is, it is one. the right way to experience the world showcase is to go to Canada first. Yes, I, I, yeah. Yeah. Because most people are right-handed. He did that on purpose. Mm. I say he. It wasn't Walt. No. But, uh, but it was Roy So, uh, and others. But. So did I pass or fail on no, that No, that was one? awesome. <laughs> In fact, I was waiting for more. Like, that was, man, you could preach on that. That was good stuff. All right, second question. Okay. Uh, what's a job you walked away from? Now. Um, we, we, we always like to put this caveat in here. When we, when we developed this question, we had in mind a project at your house. What's a project at your house that you walked away from that you said, you know what? I got into this plumbing job or whatever, and now I got to call Paul, right? Um, so I walked away from that, but, um, we didn't clarify that very well in our, in our question. So we're leaving it open. If you want to talk about a career you walked away from or just a job, it's up to you. But the question is this, what's a job you've walked away from? Well, let's be clear. I'm not going to start any jobs or projects around my house. I feel about like that, like I did about camping. So we are. (laughs) (laughs) I know I don't have to quit them because I don't ever start them. There you go. Exactly. There you go. I've never quit a job. There you go. I think honestly the best answer for me for that. I mean, I'm not a quitter. I'm very tenacious. Um, I'm very stubborn, dig your heels and kind of person. But if I'm going to walk away from something, it's going to be like what we talked about earlier. It's going to be a client that I can't help 
That's going to be a job that I'm going to turn down and that I'm going to walk away from because I really want them to have the best experience. I mean, that's genuinely my heart. Mm. And um, I have past clients and clients. I mean, I've lost business because of it. You know, people that wouldn't call back because I said, hey, I don't have the best deal. And so they're like, "Okay, well, if she doesn't have the best deal, I'm never going to call her again. Sure. And that's okay. Because, you know, really, that means that they got the best deal when they could. And, and, and I'm not I'm not about that. You know, I want to that's not somebody I'm going to build a relationship with. Right. So I think that's going to be my answer for that. OK, no, I love it. It's good. Third question. How do you wind down at the end of a long day? Is this when I'm not at Disney? Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you wind do down both. for a long day at Disney. They're all long days at Disney. Exactly. So, you know, um, I love to read. Okay. I am an avid reader. I mm. usually have a book of some kind in my hand. Um, now it's usually on my Kindle, it, uh, but there are some books that I just want the feel of a book. But I love to read. What, what are you rocking? Fiction, nonfiction? Yes. Okay. I'll read. I'll. I usually am in the middle of about four to five at a time, depending. Okay. I'll read everything from Jane Austen to Tom Clancy to Beth Moore to my Bible to you know whatever, whoever. I'm very, I guess, eclectic. Okay. What, what's got your attention right now? Um, I would have to look at my Kindle. <laughs> <laughs> you got options. So no. have have you ever read Neil Gabler's Walt Disney? My husband is the big Disney book reader. That's okay. not really my genre. Okay. I'm more of a, so I really like the classics. Um, I like action adventure type stuff. I like murder mystery, suspense. I love a devote, I don't want to say devotional type things, but I really do devotional. And I'm not really a self-help book kind of person. That's mm-hmm. not really where I go. Not that I don't think I need it, but that it usually convicts me beyond what I'm reasonably able to bear at the moment. There you go. Well, so, there, you know, I, I got a new uh, Christmas present from my parents. Yeah. Um, it's a devotional book uh-huh. uh, written about, uh, so it's a hundred, it's a hundred days. Okay. And um, each day is a different experience at the Disney park. Oh, wow. They go through all of the different attractions so, so like they've got a section on Tomorrowland. So that, you know, they, they go through the different rides and, and they connect it back with a devotional thought. It's pretty oh, cool. Oh, that is really cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. I'll, see, have to, gotta, I'll have to give it, get it to you. Absolutely. That's a really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it's, it's pretty neat. Pretty neat. Yeah. All right. Next question. Uh, what is one of the best pieces of wisdom or advice you've ever received? Okay. So y'all are going to laugh. Are you ready? I'm mm. ready. I love to laugh. <laughs> so years ago, I my parents have been married for 50 years. Wow. And it's probably been about five or six years ago. I was just talking to my dad and, and I said, you know, okay, so my dad is just a very God-fearing, loving man. He's very, very patient, very kind, very quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother is very passionate. Mm-hmm. Um, she is a little more outspoken than my dad. Uh, she's a great woman, great servant's heart, love her dearly. Uh, they're just polar opposites. And so being that they're polar opposites, I said, you know, what's the secret to a long marriage? And my daddy looked at me and he said, well, um, patience is a virtue and murder is a felony. (laughs) (laughs) 
that's good. I've really kind oh, of adapted good. that into my life and not just my marriage. <laughs> oh, that's but, so good. But raising teenagers, it became very appropriate for that as well. Yeah. Um, and even dealing with clients sometimes <laughs> are people at the grocery store or at Disney World <laughs> or on a cruise ship. It doesn't really matter. But That murder's but, a felony. Um, that's right. Patience yeah. is a virtue and murder is a felony. Oh, and so I haven't cross-stitched in years, but I feel like that might be one that might hang on my wall. Oh, man. <laughs> oh that's good. I'm going to hang on to that one. So, that's really good. That is, that's the best piece of advice I've ever been given. I love it. Well, um, so Craig always has one extra. He's got one extra question. The he secret asks question, everyone. yeah, because Kevin question. asks the other four. That's right. Oh, gotcha. He's selfish with the questions. I am. <laughs> no, how do people get a hold of you if they want to find you? Oh, I'm so easy to find. Y'all can just hop on Facebook. Okay. okay. <laughs> so um, Facebook is Memory Making Vacations, mm-hmm. or it is at my MM Vacation if you are an Instagram user, okay. um, on Twitter as well. The uh, My website is memorymakingvacations.com, and my cell phone is 936-689-9879. Mm-hmm. And so you're welcome to call or text or Whatever, I'm available. So. Fantastic. And we'll, we'll link all that up in the show notes so people can find you, get a hold of you, and, and book many, many vacations. Many, many vacations. That's yeah. right. Anything else, Kev? Man, I think we've covered a lot. We covered a lot. There's a, there's a lot more to get. but uh, Yeah. Well, I wore my first button today. That's so right. She was her first, first. I have my first Disney visit. Or that means we're just going to have to have you back. Absolutely. That's right. We need the second visit button. Yeah. <laughs> they have anniversary, <laughs> they have anniversary <laughs> I, buttons. I Maybe they it'll have be. buttons for everything. Yes, they yeah. do. Yes, yeah. they do. Well, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to, to come out and uh, record with us tonight. It's been our pleasure. Thank you so very much. Thank you, all of uh, you out there that are listening right now that have stuck with us. This has been a long episode. Um, thank you for uh, for listening, for downloading, for subscribing. If you haven't already, go ahead and uh, click that subscription button and uh, tell your friends about us. Leave us a, re- a review, a rating on iTunes. That would be fantastic. Thank you so much. We're here every Tuesday. Until then, we will see you next time. See you.